Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, yo, good day, and welcome to another episode of Road FS Detail Memoirs, where we're bringing you amazing guests to help your business. My name's Jody. And I'm Rod. So you get amazing guests and Jody and Rod. It's kind of a, <laughs> take the bad with the good. It, there's always something good with the bad. So, you know, it, even sitting at this table. <laughs> <coughs> Brown versus Charlie Swap, Brown, and, Evan yeah, Air, whatever. You know, it's like good. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Rogers and Charlie Brown bringing you live. <laughs> so, besides Kenny and, and Charlie, today we have DJ Patterson. What's up? How are you? We're great, man. So, if you guys don't know DJ Patterson, um, he um, has a little thing called a detailing business. <laughs> yep, that little thing right there. That little thing. And, and that uh, phrase is stuck for me um, from an Instagram post that you did a couple weeks ago. It was like you, somebody asked you the question, so are you still doing that little thing uh, called detailing? <laughs> I think a lot of detailers can relate with that question, too, especially ones that have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. It's one of those, like, they just, you know, they just put the knife in and turn it, just kind of, you know, does something to you, but. It, it's, it's almost like mine's next, you know, that little phrase you're out detailing a car, like, Hey, mine's next. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but I think that, I think that's, that's really, it's just a misconception about the legitimacy of detailing as a business. And that's right. part of the problem. I mean, people don't realize that it is a legitimate business. You're even is, people yeah. that have a shop at their home People are like, oh, that's so cute. They're washing cars out of their garage. No, they have a <laughs> detailing business. And by the way, they're writing off, you know, 300 square feet of their home cost as a business expense. And you don't even know it. So, yeah. So let's talk about uh, you and where you're at and all the different aspects, because you have a lot of irons in the fire. I mean, you're, you know, ex-president of the IDA. You're obviously, I, I got to bring this up because I got asked this question when we, when we first said that we were going to have you on the show. I, I, I'm not going to tell you who, but I was Uh-oh. asked legitimately, is DJ sponsored by Nike? Is that where he always has Nike? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I told them, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we got to find out where my money is at. Because <laughs> yeah. That's good. But it's funny. I've got a picture for me as a little kid. Like, I've always worn Nike. I mean, you just find a brand and you stick with it. So, yep. eventually, my goal is to be the only detailer sponsored by Nike. Let's just go over, right. put that on the air right now. So That's right. No, definitely not. Uh, that would be great, though. It would be great. That's good, man. So, so let's talk about how did you get started in the business and, and, uh, you know, I mean, cause you've gone from a single guy and you and I were at mobile tech expo and you've gone through quite the evolution of your business to get to where you are today. So let's talk about, talk about where you started and where you are today and that process. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a journey. So I'm about 12 years into the business this April. So Yeah. April 
10th. So I forgot my anniversary. Interesting. Um, anyways, it started back when I was in high school. I worked at a full car or a full service car washing detail shop. Um, I was uh, like 16 to 18 years old working there. Uh, first job, actually, actually go back. I worked at a car wash when I was 14 years old. And a lot of my applications saying I was 15 when I was really 14 um, to work there. And I worked there for quite some time, moved to a different location and ended up kind of becoming the general manager there for a while. So I ran the detail shop. I ran the, uh, the car wash and all that good stuff there. Um, I saw a need for mobility. Like people were asking, hey, can you come out to our house or office and detail our cars? Or can you come pick them up and things like that? And the owner of the company was like, no, we can't do that liability reasons, which I understand now, I, you know, I, in their shoes, I'd probably say the same thing. But I was like, hmm, I wonder how I can do this now. So I ran into a product, which was a waterless car wash product. And I'm like, dude, I've got a 99 Ford Contour. I don't need a pressure washer. I don't need big equipment. All I need is this bottle of spray, these yeah. bottles of sprays and some extension cords and a vacuum and I can do my thing. So I actually quit my job now. At the time, it was stupid because it was you know, going into the winter time. No, seriously, it was going to the winter time, and I'm making at eighteen, nineteen, about thirty thousand dollars on a salary. So if I showed up, I got paid. If I didn't show up, I got paid. And I'm super young, so that's really, really good money back then for my age. And I ended up quitting. Like, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to do my own business. And I had five or six clients on a routine maintenance schedule um, every two weeks, and they were paying like sixty bucks a car. So you do the math. I was broke. Yeah. Yep. Before the before yeah, I was broke as hell. Before that, I was living in a you know a nice apartment in a nice side of town. I had my own thing. Like I had, I was living in my means of my salary. And then when you lose that salary, you quickly realize, oh crap, um, I need groceries. So uh, I'm pretty sure I defaulted on my lease of my apartment and moved back with my parents for a while to kind of get back on my feet and kind of live within my means. Um, but I just kind of kept going and kept pushing and kept going, kept growing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, and I was able to hire one person, two people. Um, and I kind of multiplied from there. So we had, uh, four mobile units at our peak as far as mobile goes, um, with several team members per unit. And -hmm. then we had a little shop kind of hole in the wall, but it was more for like, to keep the people from my house because they would come pick up a truck from my house and I've got my kids in the yard, my wife's home. It became kind of weird when you fire people because they know mm-hmm. where you live. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I called a friend and I'm like, Hey man, I heard you had this warehouse in town. Like, can I come just set up my trucks outside and have the guys meet me there from now on? And then I moved into taking more of the space there. And we actually utilized the back wash bay and we did some, you know, details back there, like coatings, you know, here and there. Um, and we were there for quite some time, almost too long, honestly, now that we're in our current location. Um, but we were there for quite some time. We did some, uh, we did a little bit of shop, but we never promoted shop at all. We were strictly mobile. And if someone, if an organic detail came like, Hey, you can come to our shop or if it was rainy or too cold, we'd drop car, we'd, we'd pick cars up, bring them to the shop, but never promoted it because it was a hole in the wall. It was a dump. It wasn't, it didn't match our brand whatsoever. Um, right. but this past April, we actually moved into a new facility um, and that was April of 21. Yeah, we're in 22 now. And then January of 22, we actually canceled our, our mobile routes. So we do no mobile anymore for any residential or commercial um, for auto detailing. Now we kept those units though, and now we're only doing boats, fleets, um, RVs, um, soon to be aviation again. 
because those jobs are massive at one location and you're not running around to get to where you need to be. So, right. And um, I don't know of anybody that has their own location where you can bring a plane. That's yeah. There's no, I I can't seem to find a good runway out here. I don't think that's going to really well. Maybe would be pretty pissed. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at now. Um, we definitely made some really big changes this past year. Um, some really drastic ones because, um, I kind of sped through the thing there, but 12 years of mobile only. We had a lot of clients, a chunk, a huge chunk of clients on a weekly, biweekly, and monthly schedule, and they're all gone. We had a lot of clients over 12 years that, I mean, we were never slow. You know, there was a point we can just pick up the phone and, and we can book out mobile units all day long. Well, you cut that off and it's like almost starting a new business again. So yeah. we're, we're really in this whole learning phase here this past year, this new shop of like, how do shops really work? You know, how can we do this and adapt here and use this system here? And, and we're kind of in a learning phase, but we're kind of, uh, we're excited for this year because all of our, this past winter, we put a lot of processes in place and things behind the scenes to make sure we're set up for success. And uh, we're still super excited. So even with cutting out a massive revenue stream of our business of 12 years, we had to lay off nobody. We're still growing. We're even adding more team members. So we're able to kind of keep, keep things rolling forward. Um, so, I, so I have two questions related sure. to that because I think a lot of businesses struggle. In fact, Rod and I were having this conversation just before we came online about looking at the different aspects of business and how can we get each one of those legs thriving. And I think a lot of times businesses struggle with the decision of mm. letting something go. Oh, yeah. Right. Especially yep. when it's making you money. So how did you work through that decision and why did you make that decision to let that aspect of your business leave? So there's a multi multi answers there. One was COVID hit. When COVID hit, it was really crazy time where we had to shut down for about, I'd say about six to eight weeks. We were shut down. We weren't working at all. And, um, uh, when we got back into business again, you know, COVID was going around, you know, we'd have team members that would call out sick and it was just really hard to kind of keep the mobile routes going because if someone called in, it's like, well, crap, who's going to take that mobile unit now? Who's going to do this? And it just became yeah. a headache to kind of manage that. So that was one reason why we wanted to go into a shop just because every car is in one location. If someone calls out of work or we're short staffed or whatever have you, all the details are in one place. I don't have to go jump in a mobile unit. My operations manager doesn't have to go do any detailing. It's just, everything's right here. We can make it work. That was one of the reasons. And the second one was once we got in here and really dug into, so every year we kind of dig into our numbers. We're making sure that, you know, what we're charging is appropriate versus, you know, you know, expenses, costs and all that good stuff. Yeah. And we realized really quickly, although we were making ends meet with the mobile, we weren't making really, really, really good money. Um, but with the shop location, the opportunities were endless. And it's like, okay, let's just say if we kept the mobile units, but only on these massive products over here, and we cut out these, but all our, so now all our A players in one place, we can get more cars in here. It was kind of a no brainer, but it was very hard because I had an emotional attachment to yeah. those clients to that. I mean, we, that's all I've done forever. Um, and, you know, 12 years, those listening that are in business for any amount of, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 years. I mean, you've got a lot of relationships. You've got a lot of people that you do business with and to just cut it off would be really, really, really hard. Yeah. But we but almost go ahead. 
No, but but I think that that's a really important thing you said there is you've got to look at the numbers and see not yeah. just what's making you the money, but what is making the most margin. And mm-hmm. as a business owner, and that's I think that is a huge switch, right? I would say when you first started, you were you you had a really good job that you produced your own income. Now, when you start making decisions on that level, that's when you're a business owner. When you start thinking right. about it differently at that higher level and say, you know, this brings in money, but not as much. And I can refocus and put my A players over here. Um, And you mentioned something else. You mentioned the word current location, right? When you're young, you're like, I have a shop. This is my business. And now you're like, this is my current location because you realize things grow and change. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you have to be flexible and you have to make that pivot. So I think that that is... um, It's one of the things that the younger people, when people are like, how am I starting out a business? What do I need to do? This is why we love to have somebody that's been in business for as long as you have, because you can actually give people that advice and say, hey, don't make the mistakes I made, right? That first time, that first time detailer that is doing it as a side gig. And, you know, the question is always, when do I leave my other job? Right. Yeah. When you're making enough money that you can afford to do that. Yeah, because you, you don't want to go back to mom and dad's house. That's for sure. That, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. 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 I was. I was. A I mean, I was depressed for a, for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I had probably had a counselor too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure mom was happy to have you back. <laughs> dad uh, was probably nah. going, "Come on, son, get, get moving." <laughs> They're like, "Here's this bill. Here's that bill." Like, whoa, hold on. Like, yeah. Uh huh. I'm just here temporarily, but yeah. So. It all worked out. It all worked out. So you're doing a lot, um, especially on your Instagram, you're doing a lot of promotion about being a detailed business owner coach. Yep. So let's talk about that aspect of your business because you are a natural leader. I mean, you did a phenomenal job as the president of the IDA. And now it's, it's interesting because we see this natural movement in the, especially in the detailing industry where people have gone through the trenches, right? They've earned their stripes, mm-hmm. their backs hurts, their shoulders are aching. And now they're physically, they're going, yeah, I'm done with this. But m- there's an internal drive to help people people be successful. So let's talk about that aspect of your business of really trying <clears throat> to help people skip some of the pitfalls that maybe you and we've encountered growing our business. Yeah. And that's the goal too, is help people because I've learned through failures. That's just how I've gotten to where I'm at. And I still fail to this day. I mean, we had some crap happen this week and I'm like, I've never had this happen before. So, um, but yeah, so over the years for a while, I've been more of a mentor. Just people would call and say, Hey, I need help here. And I would willingly give out information and help people in that aspect and walk them through processes and help them with this and help them with that. But over time, um, it became to be a lot. So it's like, you know what? why not actually go into coaching and actually have a legitimate business where I can actually coach detailers on and get more in depth with them and hold their hand for several weeks and months and make sure that they get to their goals. Right. Opposed Mm -hmm. to just say, Hey man, yeah, uh, you should use this system or try this out. But um, someone that I can get on a call with and say, okay, here are your problems. Here's a roadmap and you can either do it yourself Mm -hmm. or I can hold your hand for the next several months and make sure that it's done properly and you're going to be set up for success. So just like you go and pay for training at some of these other trainers out there to do your hands-on stuff, this is more the business side. I don't, I don't care so much for the technical side of detailing, honestly, as far as dedicating my time to training that. I'm more into the business. I just love how business works. I love systems, processes, and things like that. So that's kind of my, uh, my niche there. 
And um, over the past year, I've really developed, I kind of really wanted to wait to start launching stuff till after my presidency, because I thought it'd be a little tacky to, you know, president of IDA and also trying to be a business coach too. It just, I don't know how that would look in the eyes yeah. of people, to be honest yeah, with you, yeah. just being transparent. Like, I don't want to be that guy. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, he used the presidency just to get the reach. That's just not how I was. So I've been wanting to do this for quite some time. And it's just the perfect time for me to do it. You know, um, the shop's running itself now. I've got the whole business where all the kinks are worked out. It's like, what am I going to do next? And it's time consuming. It's time consuming to go into people's businesses and map out what needs to happen and hold their hand through it. So of course, you know, I want to get paid for that specific service there too. So that's just, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And I think that's good. You know, there's so many people out there that are, that are hungry for information. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes um, they don't take the opportunity to look at it in a well-rounded way, right? I mean, we may go to a post and somebody's like, hey, this I'm just starting out in detailing and I ran into this problem. What should I use? And it's right. like the you see three people post about, you know, X brand of product and you know mm-hmm. where that person's going. And you're like, dude, it's not a popularity contest. I mean, it, it's the whole thing. It's like you could, you could ask the question about accounting or software or, or products on detailing or pads or polishers and you're going to get, whatever, whoever's on Facebook that day is going to give you the most popular answer. And, and unfortunately, a lot of times people aren't <clears throat> generic enough. Right. And you know, the, the right answer there is it's the pad polish and polish your compound that works best on that particular surface, whether it's fiberglass or aluminum or metal clear coat, you know, single stage. So there's so many different aspects of that, that somebody needs that they need somebody that's been there and done that can hold their hands. Um, because <clears throat> I think a lot of times they don't look at the whole picture and take the best solution. You know, for instance, there was a, je- there was a guy asking about, um, I got this black car. I've never done a black car before. What should I do? And I'm like, wow, that's a whole can of worms. <laughs> How old is the yeah. car? <clears throat> you know, if this is a 2007 Chevy with black paint. If you flick it with your finger, it's going to chip because it's so brittle. Um, if it's a new car, it could be a single stage. If it's a Toyota or a different, I mean, Dude, don't don't even look at any of the comments. Just yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. So so, what is your advice? Well, obviously, your business coach and people can sure. get a hold of you. We're throwing some stuff out there, but for for brand new detailers, because there's a lot of people getting into the detailing industry. What is your advice? Is the best way to start out to hit the least amount of bumps <clears throat> to get where they need to be? Um, my advice is always business first you really want to to do a lot to invest into the business side of it first i feel like you can do a proper detail with the tools and knowledge if you're going into detail you must like it somewhat you must be good you must have an eye for detail i don't know anyone that's gone into detailing and like i freaking hate this i suck at it but i'm gonna make it work right <laughs> like, i feel like you can make it work with advanced auto parts o'reilly's whatever walmart brand whatever crap just to get the details done. Now, you may not be charging premiums yet um, and doing services that are above your skill level, but just to get the ball rolling, you know, washing backs, you know, just quick details, just to get business coming through your door. But the main focus should really be the business aspect of it because you want to know how to be a business owner so you can make sure that over time you're making money, you're making the right decisions and so on and so forth because the business side is going to keep you alive. It really is. You can be the best detailer in the world, period, and not have good systems and processes and not know your numbers and you're going to fail. It's just not going to work out that way. So whether it's podcasts, whether it's taking uh, courses, whether it's taking this course, that, whatever it is, but 
just feeding yourself knowledge information in regards to business is really going to help you long-term and make good decisions and things like that to keep, you know, to give you success long-term. Yep. So, so I have a question for you as a coach, because I, I look at this um, on a personal level. Um, there's so much free information out there, right? You can Sounds, go to yeah. mobile tech expo, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Southern detailers conference and get a wealth of knowledge. But what I found is, personally is there reaches a point where you have to invest in yourself period yeah so why why do you think that is because i think it's you know people are just going to go i'm youtube trained but i constantly am telling people you need to invest in yourself so why do you think that that investment is such a different pedestal to move forward I feel like you take it more serious. You know, I've gone through countless trainings, you know, earlier on, like hands-on trainings. I've, I've gone to uh, the different schools out there and things and gotten, you know, certifications, stuff like that. But when you invest in yourself monetarily, you're going to take it much more serious because who wants to throw money away? It's just, right. I don't have disposable income. I'm not going to throw away, throw money away. So if you're paying for something, you're more serious and apt to actually follow it through versus which I highly encourage guys and girls to go to, SDC and mobile to expo. That's a perfect place to surround yourself with a ton of knowledge, but it's just sporadic knowledge here and there. You catch something cool. It helps you great, but to pay for something that's, that's niched down and specific to what you need. I feel like you're much more, um, uh, you know, motivated to follow it through and make it work since you actually invested time and money into it. Yeah. Yep. And I think that the sad part is that so many people ask for business knowledge. Like when we, we go to mobile tech expo and we've been speakers there since like 2000 and right. Yeah. And then it's like, what, what do you want to see? And they're like, we need business knowledge. But then when, when you offer that, that's the last thing they want to go into. They'll, they'll jump into the, you know, learn how to do a correction for the 10th time. Yep. Which is super important because tools always change and everything. Like that. And I'm not <coughs> that training. You absolutely need that training to stay at a level, but, but it's like, you won't invest in talking to somebody about, and it's super, super exciting accounting or your books. Yeah, right? Right. Everybody <laughs> glazes over. there, just like, ah, oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's somebody else. Well, that's somebody else do that. It's like, no, 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 no. You have to have your finger on that. You have to understand where the money's coming in, where it's going out, where are you spending all your time? Where are you spending all your money? Does it make more sense to buy this thing versus that thing? And I think people want that, but it's that they hesitate to go get it. And you can spend time with, you can pay an accountant and go sit with them for two hours and gain a world of knowledge about where you need to go with your business. Um, So I, I appreciate it because there's so many people that want to go from detailer to train you how to be a detailer. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's important. That's super important. We've highlighted a bunch of people this year. We're going to continue to do that because that that's important to understand. There's a place for that for sure. But yeah. I think people um, <clears throat> they undervalue to, the business. Yeah, training. and I and I have a tendency to kind of put years of experience in behind that. And you know, for somebody like yourself, that I mean, you know, let's face it, you know, you you, you there's people that that dislike you because you look like I you're like 20 for the rest of your life. And those of us that, you know, look like we're 85 and we're actually only 30. No, seriously. I mean, you've, you've had the years of experience to have that behind you. Like I would Kim and Bob Phillips. They always look like they're oh ready my God. for a photo. Bob, I don't know what he's taking, but uh, yeah, he's, yeah. he looks incredible. But, but I guess what I'm saying on a serious note is I would not hesitate to come to someone that has your years of experience as a business coach versus somebody that's like, I've been doing detailing for a year and four months. 
come talk right. to me about how to do it because you haven't even made the mistakes, you know, in a year, you haven't even made the mistakes that you're going to make. So where, whereas you've kind of gone through the trenches there, as Jody was saying, and uh, to steal a word from Billy Boggus. Um, so, so I really appreciate that. And I think that that's something that's really needed. Um, one of the other questions that I'm going to totally 180 on you here is the, your business name. So eco green, mm -hmm. what, I mean, obvious reasons, but how long have you had that? And was that an idea from the beginning to keep that kind of in that ecological flow? Yeah, that, um, that's came up to you recently with the whole new rebrand because, um, I see a logo you got up now. It's an old logo. We just rebranded our logo. Oh, sorry. Um, it's all good. It's all good. The new one's better, <laughs> but we're going to go with that one. We're going old school today. Um, but no, so earlier on, so when I first started, I was, like I said, I started out of the trunk of a nine, nine contour. Yeah. And I started out of that car because it was a leg up. It was a way to get into working on my own. It wasn't, oh, waterless is going to save the planet. I didn't care. I didn't know. But <laughs> over time, I was like, holy crap, like, I'm not using any water. How much water am I saving? Okay. And I really dug into that whole green thing. Okay. What kind of products can I use that are more green? And I became to get really and fascinated with the green aspect of it. And I said, you know what? I've got a niche now. So I actually ran with it and yeah. we promoted a lot, you know, how much water we saved and the environment. And honestly, starting a waterless mobile detailing company in Tulsa, Oklahoma was very, very hard because Oklahoma people were very skeptical. Um, I made a marketing mistake earlier on. Um, speaking of mistakes is I had a brand new truck that I had finally got. It was wrapped and the name was eco green waterless mobile detailing and it put up an immediate hurdle in front of all my yes. potential clients because they're just like hold on waterless what's that and then you oh let's we can wash cars no water i don't know i don't i don't know about that and honestly for a good i want to say six to nine <laughs> months i'm like what the hell why are we not i don't understand so yeah it's like screw it we re we took the we rewrapped the truck. We threw away business cards. Got everything reprinted to where it's just eco green mobile detailing or eco friendly mobile detailing. And immediately, I'm telling you, like that the hurdle was gone. There was yeah. there, there was no questions. And then we show up at a job site, like where's your water at? And at that point, it's like let me show you how this works. So now I'm educating people. Yeah. And yep. fast forward 12 years, and then now people are asking us, hey, can I buy some more of that product or where can I get it at or love this. And it's just very, very well known here in Oklahoma now. Um, and it's, there's no skepticism around it whatsoever. So right, we've, right. Uh, we've done things over the years to make sure we have green, you know, products and things in our business. Um, but it's not like our core any longer, as far as that's like one of our core things we do, but it's, it's all about brand awareness. So we kept the name, decided to keep it, even though it's not like this major foundational core of our business, as far as being green, but it's yeah. something we definitely still implement into our business, you know, every day. Um, so we just made an executive decision to keep that. Yeah, and that's and I mean, quite honestly, that's, really you got, cool. that's one of those business things when you're talking to somebody, you're like, look, you don't have to necessarily, like you said, care at all. But yeah. the bottom line is a rinseless wash can save you so much time and money from going back and forth. I mean, I was we spent a day with <clears throat> with Rennie uh, and mm -hmm. Oscar Hernandez and, and, and Bob Phillips in California at a 3d detailing supply and the amount of people that came in to get DI water and fill up the back of this huge right. 250 gallon tote and go out into the field. And I'm like, rinseless baby. That's the only <laughs> way to go. I mean, mm -hmm. I would keep a small tank just in case you needed something or you had an, but yeah, of course it's going to happen. The amount of time and money and effort to go do that versus all of the products that are out there that are a rinseless wash. I mean, 
yeah, no, just not, night and day, not even a question. Yeah, and it, it saves you time, saves you money, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just that's all. That, that's how I began the business. That's that's all I've known for a long time. And of course, now with our shop, of course, we have pressure washers and water and things like that. Sure. But um, it's just a necessity in in some cases. But I mean, um, I can prove to anyone, you know, I, you can build a large business off of waterless alone. We did it for twelve you years. Bet. That's cool. Yeah. There's that's so many cool. places that it's a requirement now too. So yeah. um, exactly. A couple of things. The housekeeping things is obviously you're in Oklahoma. People will, we've put a banner across the bottom to show people how to get a hold of you on your, and I think it's on your IG we have, but how do people get a hold of you and your company for the business aspect and for the, the detailing? Yeah, for sure. So IG kind of points you everywhere. Our, you know, the, the website's on there. So it's djpatterson.biz, super simple. Um, you can fill out a questionnaire. If you want to set up a call, we can just chat, talk about your business needs, business goals, and I can provide you with a roadmap or things if we decide, if we mesh and work well together. Um, at the very least, we get a phone call. I get to help you a little bit, point you in the right direction. Um, but if you're interested in moving on long-term, we can talk about what that would cost and things like that. Um, but IG, I put a lot of free information out there. I try to post almost daily um, and just giving different tips and tricks and things like that. Not necessarily tips and tricks, but just like information that's valuable to detailers. Some is entertainment, some is actually you know knowledge and education. Um, but following me there, you'll get, you'll definitely be entertained at the very least, <laughs> or, um, you'll definitely get some knowledge about detailing. And then if you decide, Hey, you know what, this is the guy, like you said, not everyone's going to like me or want to work with me. And that's totally fine. There's so many, there's coaches out sure. there that aren't, that aren't me. There's other training, there's online courses. There's all kinds of, even there's online business courses that aren't even detailing related that would help people. Yeah. So I'm not that's here to cool. just say, Hey, I'm the end all be all, but if you like what you see, if you want to work together, I can definitely do that with you. Um, but yeah. Uh, Instagram at DJ Patterson or straight to the website, djpatterson.biz. But Instagram is definitely the easiest way to find all your little, how to get to me. Yep. Uh, it's super great, man. And, and I love your IG. I actually look at it every day. And <laughs> Thank you. Detail, right? I appreciate it. And, and it's, you know, and it's one, it's, it is entertaining Two, you're, you have a very likable personality and you talk about, you. you know, not having expendable income. You need to go get that Nike check and then so, but we want to thank you for taking the time. I mean, obviously we continue going, we want to thank you. I mean, you did a great job as the, the IDA president. So guys, thank you. If you're not connected on the IDA. Please go out and connect it. Rod and I are founding club members and we're yep. very invested in helping you guys be successful. And that's the purpose of this podcast is to help your business grow. Um, and uh, we're super excited yep. to be at Southern Detailers Conference. Yep. In June. I'll be there. And, and, and I can see a, a lot of synergies here, DJ, where we can, we've got a business one-on-one series where I've got a few ideas that we need to have you back on the show for some yeah, of that. Yeah, that's, that's a good so, idea. Yeah, so uh, everybody stay tuned. Um, go get your tickets for the Southern Detailers Conference. Uh, just a quick note, the hotel rooms have already run out. We've had to get, they've had to get another block of rooms. There's so many, there's so much interest Dang. this year. Um, nice. They had to open up more booth space because the booths are already taken over so it's gonna be a a phenomenal exciting um and uh you know go look up dj check out his stuff from what i've seen and what from what i've heard from anybody is what you see is what you get super approachable guy and uh like i said i definitely would be one of the people on my list to go do some business coaching just with your experience so thank you very much thank you man i appreciate that thank you both for what you guys are doing for the industry we appreciate it man Thanks, guys, and we will check you guys same time, same bad channel, just next week. See ya!